And a very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8, and in it we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And my guest tonight is the recent winner of the Len van Sale conducting competition, Skulk van der Merwe. Welcome. Thank you very much, Richard. I appreciate it. It's a great pleasure, and congratulations on winning the competition. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for being there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure. I've been there since the beginning, actually, even before mm -hmm. it started, uh, because uh, Len van Sale um, sort of t chatted to people around the country to find out what he should do. He wanted to do something, and I think it's fantastic that he chose a conducting competition because we didn't have one. Not before. at all. There was a great need for that. Yeah. Both both the competition and young conductors in our country, I yeah. believe, yes. And funny enough, uh, just recently, I've noticed there are quite a lot of young conductors around who are active, which is great. That is great, um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a difficult thing for a young conductor to actually make it out there, as I believe it is for any musician, of course. Yeah. But we have the, the added um, psychological aspect of our job, which I'm sure you know very well. Explain. Well, our listeners. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, everyone knows that if you're a pianist, your instrument is always the same. Unless you go to a different concert hall, it might be slightly temperamental. As a conductor, you work with uh, anything between four and 60 to 100 musicians, and they are your instruments. So not only are you taking account what, what's in front of you on the paper, but of course, uh, what's going on in their mind and hopefully um, you have enough experience to deal with certain circumstances that come up at times. Yeah. So it's a lot of psychology also. Definitely. definitely. Lots. That's what my master's um, thesis is on at the moment as well as the psychology and leadership of conducting. Well, we'll get onto that in due course. Um, of course, one of the one of the really interesting things about conducting is that you are the only person not making any noise and you're extracting wonderful sounds from all the people around you. Of course, yeah. Well, sometimes I make sounds. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you can't help it. So it's uh, um, something I have to uh, get rid of still. <laughs> but yeah. luckily I'm still young. Well, so there's, quite a there, few there's years, some yeah. famous <laughs> recordings with people grunting and singing and exactly. so on. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've seen you're that. in good company. <laughs> Well, you've got quite a wide range of music that you've chosen here. Let's listen to your first choice, which is by Prokofiev. It's part of his Piano Concerto Number no. 3. Rexley Bunyard is the soloist. That was part of the Piano Concerto Number no. 3 by Sergei Prokofiev. Rexley Bunyard was the soloist. It's the choice of Skalk van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. Skalk, how did you start off conducting? Well, I uh, entered for my B-Master degree in 2011 at the University of Pretoria and as part of our um, entrance examination I was a violinist and a, a pianist and a singer um, and as part of our entrance examination we had to write an essay as well and in this essay I wrote that uh, it's always been my dream to be a conductor and very coincidentally Gerben Groten who you know as well um, was in Pretoria at that stage. He's, he moved to South Africa from Holland 
And Wim Fulun, um, our head of department back then, approached me after reading the essay and said, well, we haven't uh, offered conducting at the university before, but if you're really interested, then we can make an exception. So I was, was the first conducting student at the University of Pretoria as well, and it was all just great luck that Harbin was there and ready to teach. And that's how my my career started, and I became his assistant at the Pretoria Symphony Orchestra. And um, I think from from the day I started beating my baton at that orchestra, it uh, it took off, and I don't think I've had about two weeks without actually conducting musicians since then. Yeah. So you were hooked, hook, line, and sinker. Yes. <laughs> and what do you know? What it was that sparked that interest initially? I think I've always had quite an interest, as we mentioned before, in in psychology as well. Um, and there are two things you can do to work with other musicians: it's chamber music, but then usually you form a tight bond with a, a few musicians so that you can work together a lot. Um, but working with an orchestra or, or teaching, I think, is two of the, the big psychological aspects and helping to develop people as well and develop yourself and gaining a knowledge of people and the world. And I think I've always had that interest and that's how it all all started going in that direction, at least, yes. And so, obviously, you've had quite a lot of experience. You've conducted operas, I know, um, operettas, orchestral concerts, which, uh, I mean, I don't know how old you are. Maybe you could tell us. I am 27 now, and in a few days I'll be 28 finally, so I'm, I'm, I'm going grey now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, you've done a lot in a short time. I'm, I'm fortunate in that sense, and I think I'm quite lucky to be in the country that I am in, and not because of a lack of competition, because but rather because I think that um, in this country, young conductors actually help each other out. And we all have the ability to create opportunities for ourselves. We don't wait for them to come along as our colleagues overseas. Here comes the overture to the magic flute played by Concerto Cologne. Concerto Cologne playing the overture to the magic flute by Mozart, the choice of Skalk van der Merwe who's the recent winner of the Len van Sale conducting competition. I think, Skalk, just to follow up on what you were saying, that because of where we are, there are a lot of opportunities if you're prepared to make them. I think that's a key thing. They're not waiting there just to be picked up. You actually have to make opportunities happen. Well, I think that's a great thing, and not only in music in our country, but um, if you're willing to develop yourself, then you can do it. Nothing stops you. And I think that's the great thing that we have going here, is no, many, how many, no, no matter how many uh, uh, problems you get on your way, uh, you can always make it work. Whereas um, I've found um, that being in Germany and so on, that people place you in a box very easily, and you have to stick to that stigma as well, that uh, description of yourself. And if you deviate from that slightly, then it's a problem. So here you can conduct opera and you can conduct classical concerts and you can do lighter concerts and you can do something like the JPO did a few weeks ago with uh, with uh, pop artists as well. And uh, if you're a conductor doing that, no one frowns or thinks any less of you because of that. Yeah. I think uh, musicians in general in Europe are put into boxes, not just conductors. I think Definitely. if you sing opera, you sing opera. You exactly. don't do anything else. And yes. I think... Uh, I. 
pick this up from singers who are in Europe, that they actually quite enjoy coming back here and relaxing into more variety of a wider variety of music. Definitely, and I think um, experience, life experience, makes you a better musician. Definitely, so. I think, therefore, we have better musicians because we have more life experience because we can take part in many things instead of one thing. Well, and we'll come on to what the Len von Sale competition means, the, the fact that you've won it and what you win, because I think that will be quite interesting for our listeners also. But let's listen to your next choice, which is Franz Schubert. This is the finale of his great symphony in C major, symphony number no. nine. It's the Berlin Philharmonic. The Great C Major Symphony by Franz Schubert, played by the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra under Sir Simon Rattle. Skalk van der Merwe is my guest, and he recently won the Len van Sale Conducting Competition. And what does the prize include? Because I think that's important. Definitely. Well, it's the title, firstly. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, firstly, you get a, a concert with the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra. I believe mine will be later this year in November. And then also three months in uh, the United States with uh, Maestro Viktor Yampolsky um, in Chicago. So I will be heading there next year, March. So that's March 2020 for three months. It would have been next month, but um, I had to set things in place and finish my concerts here and everything. So, And then I also get an internship I believe it is with the National Symphony Orchestra now and not with the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra in the States. Um, I saw Maestro Jampolski after the JPO concert the other night and he, he informed me, so I'm quite excited about that as well. So that you'll be based in Washington for that? Chicago. Chicago. Yes. I d I'm not sure about the internship yet. Yes. So I'm still waiting for all of the communication regarding that, but I'm sure I'll, yes, I'll I get think clarity close to the time. I think the National Symphony Orchestra is based in, they should in be. Washington. They should yes. Be, yes. yes, but but I mean, either place is exciting to be. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, just, just getting this opportunity and being provided with this opportunity is a wonderful thing. Um, I think we need the experience... Um, and insights of other people and other cultures as well. And I've always said that I'd never make my home any other place than South Africa, but gaining experience is so important. The piece we just listened to, the, the uh, Schubert, um, is a work I did with Maestro Gerard Korsten in Vorarlberg in um, Austria. And it was such an eye-opener because I think a lot of South Africans think they are Europeans as well. and that's just a lie. We're all South Africans. If you've lived here for at least 10 years, you're a South African. And, um, and you can see that when you go overseas, our culture is completely different. But for the type of music that we do, I think it's very important to get to know those cultures as well. Now, your next choice is uh, a symphony by Georges Bizet, uh, his only symphony. Yes. And uh, it's a, a really interesting piece which lay hidden for many years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a fun piece. Have you conducted it? That was, I chose that piece specifically because it was the very first piece I conducted with orchestra as well. And um, I'm currently busy with Carmen and did Carmen last year as well. And the contrast between these two, Carmen and these symphony is just vast. So I really enjoy doing this. 
The first movement of the Symphony in C Major by Bizet, the Bamberg Symphony Orchestra under Georges Pretre. And strangely enough, that was the first symphony that I conducted in a concert as well. Oh, with, really? With Cape Pab. <laughs> wow. A uh, long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, after I'd been uh, a prize winner in the SABC Conductors' Competition, which is the only other one that I've ever known here. So. How much have you learnt f- just by sitting in and watching other people? A vast amount. And I think we have... Uh, such great opportunities, especially people of my age, because we have so many, well, a lot of information at our fingertips. I mean, I could watch Von Karajan conducting tonight at home. Yeah. So just watching him, and I I love watching rehearsals as well. Watching rehearsals and seeing people's reactions and sometimes noticing that conductors don't really always notice the reactions people have to what they say. It's also interesting, and one can learn a lot from that. I think musically I learn from my teachers. Um, I prefer to do it that way because I, they can explain why certain things are done in certain manners. But so, the psychology is, is very interesting. Watching people is, is always wise. And have you had an opportunity to travel already to go and watch other conductors? Definitely. Um, two years ago, um, Gerard Corson invited me to to Europe and I spent a month there watching him rehearse with uh, the VSO um, that did the Brahms Violin Concerto with Ilya Gringoltz and the Schubert Symphony we listened to as well and just watching him working with those musicians and the, the different approach they have as well so the differences and the similarities were actually quite interesting Just expand a bit on that what are, what are the differences for example? I think the I I expected so much passion from from the <laughs> artists overseas and I realized that some people just see it as a job and I find that horribly sad. We as musicians we are very blessed because we can do what we love and unfortunately sometimes it has its negative aspects but I think it's like that in any job. But we have those great moments as well, and it's it's such a horrible thing for me to see an orchestra playing, and half the players in the orchestra uh, look as if they are yeah. busy with a nine to five job. Yeah. So, and that's th- that's worldwide. a similarity. I think it's that's worldwide. a similarity. Yeah. Um, differences is uh, like perfect discipline, and um, uh, um, you're like. Complete and utter respect for each other, and that's wonderful. I think we can learn a lot from that. It's like the the mutual respect everyone has for each other, not just I think, but it's becoming a modern trend as well. Not just the musicians for the conductor, but the other way around as well, because I think that's been a problem for quite a, quite some time. Is the conductor had a very high position and influence, and and the world is changing, and I think that's for the better as well. And your next choice. Well, my next choice is the uh, prelude to Verdi's La Traviata, which I will be doing at the State Theatre later, uh, in the Joburg Theatre later this year. And I conducted this opera for the first time two years ago. And it's this opera has just been haunting me the whole time. So this will be the third time I conduct it, and then I'll do it for the fourth time again at the end of the year. So I think I've basically done 30 concerts of this opera itself which is <laughs> i know the music now you know so i really enjoy this prelude as well and it's a very sad story that that i think a lot of people can relate to the prelude to la traviata by verdi the royal philharmonic orchestra under luis corbos 
the choice of Skalk van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. Skalk, you mentioned something there uh, about the high position that the conductor has. In fact, it's sort of the last stronghold of the autocrat, because in the end, someone has to call the shots when you're conducting, and it's you as the conductor. Very true. And I don't... Look, in politics, <laughs> I think in we see that a lot in this country, is that we have a lack of leadership. And I have... Don't understand me wrong at all. There's no problem with democracy and how that works. And even the way it, conductors get elected is democratically these days. But when that person gets elected, we should make sure that he's a strong leader and that he is capable um, of leading the organization. The same with any president and the same with any org organization that leads the country. So I think um, the, the friendly dictator might sometimes be a good thing if he's a good leader. Um, unfortunately, we find, and if we go back in history as well, that the people who want power don't necessarily um, deserve it or should have it. And the people who shy away from it are actually the people who really uh, should have it as well. So, But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that we have that. And, and the way the conductor gets elected is still democratic and people choose him if you look at um, the recent appointment of the new conductor the, the Berlin Philharmonic as well. I mean, the the players in the orchestra absolutely loved him. It wasn't an executive choice that a few people chose him and people sit with a uh, top-down dictator at the orchestra. So, But there have been many of those over the years. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. And relationships go sour that way as well. Yeah, but uh, certainly things have changed over the last 40 or 50 years, I think, where... Uh, you know, and I think uh, conductors in days gone by used to stamp their authority on the orchestra perhaps more than they do now in a different way so that they really got, and I think conductors spent longer with orchestras. Now they move around a lot, whereas in days gone by they stayed perhaps many years with one orchestra so that you got a particular sound from the orchestra. It's all, it's a very interesting it is story. And I'm, we want to hear about your masters in a moment. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Skalk van der Merwe, the recent winner of the Len van Sale Conductors' Competition. The Dies Irae from the Requiem Mass by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That was the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra and the v Vienna State Opera Chorus under Sir George Scholte. The choice of Skalk van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. Is that a work that you've conducted? It is quite quite a few times as well, um, and I I was very fortunate. My conducting cheater, uh, teacher, Gerben, went to the Lutzen Festival when the late Maestro Abado was still alive, and he conducted that orchestra with a specific piece. And I got the full score with all of Maestro Abado's notes, um, and I conducted this piece for the first time, I think, five years ago. And just like the La Traviata, it keeps coming back and not necessarily because um, I go looking for it. It's every year I get at least one or two opportunities to conduct this work. I actually, fit my last concert last year was in the Furtrecker Monument um, in the Hall of Heroes. We did this, so it was a wonderful experience, and it always is. Now, tell me about your masters that you're doing, because you, you mentioned it briefly. Yes. Before? So, I'm investigating the preferences of South African orchestras and or the leadership style that they 
prefer um, specifically the professional community and universities university orchestras so not not anything younger than that um, I found that people always suggest good styles of leadership but they never ask those who are led and I wonder if we might get new insights there if we find out exactly what these orchestras want. So I'll interview these people and I've done my research on previous studies. Um, so I'm going to compare all of that. And it might be that what people want uh, isn't always the best thing. Children always want uh, sweets and sweet things, but it's bad for them. So it'll be interesting to see if this correlates with what people suggest for these orchestras or if it's going to be completely different. But it's it's all about the psychology of leadership and the conductor and and how people prefer to be led. And what is your own style? I think uh, I've shied away, and I think all South Africans have shied away from the transactional leadership style is where I give you something and I get something in return. I conduct, you pay me. I tell you what to do because you're an orchestral member. I get paid, you get paid, and that's how this relationship works. As South African conductors and South African leaders and South African musicians, I believe we are all transformational leaders, which means that we have to work hard and inspire and lead by example. But when the whip needs to be cracked, you crack it. No, I don't think one <laughs> ever has to crack a whip. I think the the whip only needs cracking when you have a disease somewhere, and that disease can be dealt with with the right type of medicine. It's like uh, beating someone for coughing. It won't work. You have to give them cough syrup. Don Giovanni is up next. This is the Overture by Mozart, Staatskapelle of Dresden under Sir Colin Davis. Sir Colin Davis conducting the Staatskapelle of Dresden. That was the overture Don Giovanni by Mozart. Skalk, what about the standards of playing? Because there are many different standards of playing in South Africa. If you take the sort of semi-professional orchestras or amateur orchestras or university orchestras or professional orchestras, mm -hmm. many different s levels of playing. And you need to, as a conductor, you have to adapt to those also. Definitely. So I think this is also where um, we gain insight, as we mentioned earlier. We can't be placed in boxes in this country. So when you're a conductor, you're not only the conductor of the professional symphony orchestras. You will most definitely also work with university orchestras and so on. So hopefully with my thesis, we get insight into that as well. That will help conductors and players in this sense. Um, but there's nothing wrong with our standard of playing. We have great orchestras and we have orchestras that are technically not as capable, but not necessarily musically. And this is all part of the development and appreciation for music. Not everyone needs to be the best at what they do. Um, and the more we get used to and expose people to what we have, the better. And if people play in orchestras, if everyone played in orchestras, I think that would be a great thing. They don't necessarily have to be the perfect or orchestra or the Berlin Philharmonic. It's, that's not the point, I believe. One always aspires to greatness, I'm sure, and success, but I don't think that's that's the goal. The goal is actually making the music. And we do have uh, a lot of young people. I've just come from the Eastern Cape uh, at a conference there, and there was an amazing 
wind band from a junior school who were really professional. Oh, definitely. It and was I'm, amazing. I worked with the uh, University of Pretoria Symphony Orchestra the past two weeks as well, and I was blown away by the wind orchestra. It was just a lot of talent, and um, I think we're developing great young musicians in this country, and they get sent out in the world. And what I love about them is most of them come back and they invest back in the country as well. I think one of the, the difficult things facing us at the moment is the lack of uh, fully contracted professional orchestras because they are seeming to get fewer at the moment rather than more. I think we need a new approach to these orchestras and I it, it's a very difficult topic um, and the big thing is the funding of course but I think we might be the leaders in finding uh, new ways to manage these orchestras seeing that we I think our country will run out of funding before any other country uh, with with well with regards to state funding at least so I think we're gonna we're gonna find a new way to to manage these orchestras and make them viable again I think it's people have to sit around a table and talk about these things well here's one that doesn't need any more funding it's the Berlin Philharmonic under <laughs> Michael Tilson Thomas Joshua Bell playing the third movement the finale of the violin concerto by Tchaikovsky That was applause for Joshua Bell and the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra under Michael Tilson Thomas playing the third movement from the Violin Concerto by Tchaikovsky. Are there works that you particularly would like to conduct? I mean, are you more drawn towards opera or towards orchestra, or do you not really mind at this time? At this time, I don't really mind. Of course, one would always like to um, work towards a certain goal. When I was a third-year student, I wasn't a great fan of opera. I believe that a lot of things could go wrong on stage, and they they really do go wrong on stage because there are so many aspects to an opera. But I find that the, the way in which the music is so unpredictable sometimes in opera and the many things that could go wrong actually makes it more exciting. So I'm a great fan of vocal music combined with the symphony orchestra as well. But then, with competition, when I work with piano and orchestra, I, I get drawn back to that again. So I think I'm quite young enough to still be on the fence about that specific question. Yes. But you were a singer yourself. Well, you said a violinist, a singer. And a pianist. And yes. a pianist. Yes. Uh, so you have experience singing from the other side as well, as well as being conducted, as it were. Definitely. And I think um, that's also where my love for opera and vocal music comes from. I'm also the conductor of the Symphony Chorus of Pretoria, um, so I get to work with vocalists a lot. And I really think it's very important for a conductor that works with vocalists to actually have a knowledge of the voice. Because, um, your, um, your conductor that's used to symphonies only, um, sometimes I find have a lack of phrasing. <laughs> I think as singers we... Uh, we really phrase, and uh, but we have a weakness again, and that's our rhythm always goes out the door sometimes. Um, it's like the old joke goes that singers can't count, and the other way around again. But um, but I think a lot of music starts with singing. Well, I always or say to shoot, my perhaps. I always say to my violin students that almost every instrument that exists tries to mimic the voice. 
that was the very first instrument. So everyone should sing. And I think it's appalling that we don't sing in the schools anymore. It's really part of our musical development. Yeah. In fact, that was the very subject that I was dealing with at a, a conference a couple of weeks ago, uh, where I uh, bemoaned the lack of singing. Because when I was at school, we had a weekly singing class, whether you were in a choir or not. Yes. Everyone in the school sang once mm -hmm. a week, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, and I think it is some dangerous lack in our education now that people don't sing anymore. So let's listen to someone singing. Now this is Pumeza Machikiza singing Senza Mama from Suor Angelica by Puccini. That was South African singer Pumeza Machikiza singing Senza Mama from Suor Angelica by Puccini with the Aarhus Symphony Orchestra under Tobias Ringborg. The choice of Skalk van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. He is the most recent winner of the Len van Sale conducting competition. And it was great to see at the competition previous winners mm -hmm. who are now in the conducting field. And in fact, I'm quite uh, encouraged by the number of young conductors that there are around at the moment. And obviously... They're all finding things to do because they've all improved tremendously since the days when they first took part in this competition. Definitely. And I will never find any other conductor or see him as an enemy or competition of mine because I believe that because we have these this uh, entrepreneurial sense in South Africa that if you become a conductor, you will create work for yourself. And what happens then if you create work for yourself Self, it's either an uh, ensemble or a choir, which means a new ensemble and a new choir in a community. So that's a wonderful thing. The more we have of that, it will, I mean, it will exponentially grow always. Because um, I've vowed to actually work with young children as well. So I have two children's choirs and a high school choir that I work with on a regular basis. And one one breeds a certain appreciation for music with, with people that never gets in touch with it as well. So you're busy by the sound of it. Definitely. And um, that's why I never discourage anyone from making music a career. I think that if you want to make it work, it's very easy, actually. Um, making money is not a problem ever. It's, um, it's just finding your way of doing things and then doing it correctly. And I think, as we've mentioned quite a few times now, we as South Africans really have the potential. And the opportunity. Definitely. We definitely have lots of opportunities. Now, we're going to play something with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under Fritz Reiner, one of the famous conductors from times past. This is Van Kleiburn playing the first movement of the Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto Number no. 2. Van Kleiburn playing the first movement of the Piano Concerto No. 2 by Rachmaninoff. That was the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under Fritz Reiner. Have you watched a lot of these older conductors? I have, indeed, yes. Um, that's why I said earlier it's, yeah. it's wonderful to actually watch them on YouTube, yes. And... Um, and what is As nice I said before is I prefer sorry I yeah. prefer them in rehearsal because yeah. then you can actually get to know them. Because yeah. very often there there are rehearsal recordings taken from the player's point of view also. Yes. So you can actually see, you know, facial reactions and so on to what's Definitely. going on. Yeah. It's very interesting. I really enjoy doing yeah. that. Yeah. Do you find these on YouTube? 
Or all over um, Medicine TV and the Berlin Philharmonic's own website as well. And uh, but YouTube is a great source to learn anything nowadays. We must just be aware of the great new term fake news. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, I can tell you, fake news doesn't really apply to well, not really to conductors because musicians are pretty good at <laughs> sort of getting rid of fakes. I can tell you definitely no. Um, you can never fool your you way. You can't fool your way. No, no, it never works. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, because musicians who've been in orchestras. I mean, we were talking about this earlier that they they seem to be sort of hardened nine to five. Oh, definitely. Uh, workers. And one can understand that as well. Yeah. I mean, they've put their heart and soul into their profession. Yeah. And, and they sometimes don't want to waste they get, time. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they get um, maniacs in front of them as well. So, of course, they'll have doubt in the person that steps onto the podium. And one can also understand that. I mean, it's horribly intimidating for me to stand in front of an orchestra with people that has about 30 years more experience than I have. It'll probably be the first time that I conduct a piece and they've played it 60 times. So that's horribly intimidating. But um, I've noticed that when they see that you believe in your own capabilities, I mean, they don't want to sound bad. No orchestra wants to sound bad. So they, they will actually try and help you. But if you're a, if you're a horrible uh, autocratic dictator, they might not help you as much. Jose Cerebria with the San Michel Strings playing Chrysanthemum by Puccini, the choice of Skalk van der Merwe, my guest in People of Note. And I noticed that your final choice is not of an orchestra, but of a singer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I sang myself. And as we said, it really works with uh, what's very important for any instrumentalist to sing as well. And Franz Schubert, I believe, is really the king of leader. And this is just a wonderful piece, and I encourage people to go read up on this specific piece and its translation as well. It's very deep and beautiful. Der Doppelgänger by Franz Schubert. Robert Brooks, accompanied by Ingrid Heglund, singing Der Doppelgänger by Franz Schubert. The final choice of Skalk van der Merwe, who's been my guest in People of Note. He was the most recent winner of the Len von Sale conducting competition, and he goes off, maybe in a year's time, off to America for some time to absorb all that they have to offer there. Thank you, Skull, for being on the program. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, just a side note, if anyone wants to find out what I'm doing in the States as well next year or so, on, they can follow my Facebook page. and It's quite easy to find as well. Um, just use the handle at Skulk Conductor. Uh, it's a very common South African name. You'll find it in all of the rappy player lists, so uh, quite easy to spell then. There you go, at Skulk Conductor. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. This is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. Thanks for listening, and until next time, good night.